to unemployed actors, to unemployed actors, they're just between projects. Welcome back to To Unemployed Actors, I'm Max. I'm Sam. And we have a special guest today, Kate Fitzpatrick. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank, Thank you for making the time to uh, spend time with two unemployed actors because we're just well, between projects. three unemployed actors. If you <laughs> I mean, kind of COVID times, I'm confident there's more than three, so <laughs> we're certainly not well, alone. there's us and the rest of them. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few tiny corporate jobs the other last couple of weeks, so I was happy to be back on set in front of a camera. So lucky. I know, I know, <laughs> reading from a teleprompter and making um, cleaning sound really exciting. Well, yeah. I reckon if you're doing it for money, you can make anything. I, I know, I know, any- I know. Especially, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not getting the same scripts as De Niro just yet. So, you know, I've got to make know, life insurance and It'll cleaning. Come. And it will, yeah. I know. <laughs> so it is great. It is great to be back on set. It, yes. I did a couple, I did a very, very small kind of extra role. But in, I don't know if you've heard the film Ruby's Choice. It's a new Aussie one here with Jane Seymour. Oh, ah, no. So I did like a little extra thing with that. But it's great. Even, like, I don't generally do extra roles but it's great just to be back on set I'm not like, convinced I think he might have just been stalking the set trying I'd to get in front of the camera I wouldn't give a monkey so no I'd, yeah exactly I'd do it I'd do it I'd do it anything. but it's, it's great anything did you when you when you first started did you do any of that sort of stuff like while you were at NIDA or after or I was kind of very lucky very early really yeah oh. you're going to NIDA so, at 18 was it yeah 18 and so I was working kind of full time when I was Wow! Before I was twenty-one. So okay, fantastic. I know. I was, I was lucky. Did you Did you know at NIDA w- what sort of where you wanted to gravitate more towards the stage? I didn't or even the screen, think I was going to pass. Oh, really? <laughs> Good lord! I thought I'd be a stage actress, but, right. but we had done because um, that's mostly what we did. But we did make a funny little film while we were there, and uh, I re- I remember really enjoying it. But it was right. we shot it in the in the science department of New South Wales Uni okay. and they put marks on the floors so that the camera was static, well, a bit like ours. A bit like ours, and yes. And so you'd move forward to a close-up and right. off to the left and off to the right okay. and they shot it like that. Okay. And it actually looked all right, funny enough. John Clark did it. Right. That was my first uh, Your introduction time. to the yeah. screen. And when I saw myself on the back wall of, the, of Old Toad, you know, my head sort of, I don't know, 20 foot, I was horrified. <laughs> <laughs> we're quite prepared for that and hair like so this damn it there's a few more weeks therapy because <laughs> this is my real hair <laughs> so there was this all this wild kind of you know massive mass, and I thought oh my god that's revolting <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure so it wasn't so did you get into NIDA first try first audition you got yeah, and I fell it's down the cool. stairs into my audition they oh had, my god what not kid. getting enough attention <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> it was they. It was a theatre in the round in in Adelaide, mm. and and uh, you had to walk down to it. And right. I just tripped and fell. Actually, fell onto the stage. You certainly. So everyone saw. Everyone saw it. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> well, that doesn't count unless you, you know, being an actor, unless you make like, a dramatic. She seems so sincere. Yes. <laughs> so let's just. Okay. <laughs> so clumsy. So clumsy. Perfect. <laughs> Trying to get her stunt credit on IMDb. <laughs> it was pathetic, but I got in. I couldn't believe I got in, and I was amazed I got back. Right. I, I remember at the end of first year, they um, they did a play and they cast me as Mummy in the American Dream. Right. And uh, I was living with a girl who used to. She looked as if she'd been split by an axe. Oh dear. At, but so she that had, is unfortunate. She had very long hair that had a 
a centre parting. Oh. Yeah. And she had a little cleft in the end of her nose and she always wore low oh, so front. it looked like it went... And it looked like, <laughs> like that and someone... And she wore very sexy clothes, which I did not. And mummy, I thought, mommy, I thought, mm. ought to have some. So I, I smoked a cigarette and I wore her clothes. <laughs> Drinking problem, so okay. I think we'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make I'll edit that out. Yes, indeed. Uh, the violence. So I borrowed her clothes yes. and I had a real cigarette. And um, somehow I got back in. I think they were so shocked because they'd always cast me as a sort of the sweetie or the... Right. Kind mm. of, More conservative, know, sweetie sort yeah, of. Yeah, and I yeah. was this wild sort of... I mean, it's really blatantly horrible... <laughs> Loud, <laughs> awful woman. That's wonderful. And I had fun. You know. <laughs> That's wonderful. So I got back. So that was a surprise. And then, I, and also I had made great friends like Rex Cramphorn, who, mm-hmm. you know, I started working with almost straight out of NIDA. So, and Jim Sharman was there. He he had left, but he right. was directing things. Okay. Yeah, so right. all of those people that I ended up working with yeah. a lot were there. So what a fantastic introduction to the industry. I was living in a flat with an old woman in Ramwick that some, I think, priest of the family in right. Adelaide, who's a great aunt or something like that. And every morning I used to walk down High Street with this very, you know, kind of with it sort of young man. Didn't say much. Right. Long hair, kind of trendy sort of person. <laughs> and he used to ask, he asked me the odd question about Nadia, what do you think? And I'd go, blah, blah, blah. And he'd... What do you think of the tutors? And I just talk, you know. And so we got right down to the end of. Uh, he used to disappear just before the gate. Every morning, though. Right. Five days a week. Only sounds slightly suspicious. But <laughs> well, it was sort of. And I didn't think anything of it until one day I walked into Mid Tote, which was halfway between it. And there he was sitting behind a desk. And I went, like that. Oh, this is after months. And I ran downstairs and I said, Who's that? And they said, Oh, Jim Jarman. I said, Who's he? And I said, oh, you know, he's, <laughs> he's done the director's course and he's out now and he's just doing a bit of it. And I went, <gasps> so then I avoided <laughs> him. I trying to, to replay what you'd said to him all those times. I'd said, uh, uh, you, know, <laughs> you name it, uh, Adelaide Blabber, you know, <laughs> boom, I told him. Good on you. And um, no filter at all. And then the next thing that happened was that I was understudying Jackie Weaver in, wow. in a play. Because we used to do all the understudying mm-hmm. at the Old Tote. And we used to do the... Um, coffee at interval and the programs and yes. sell the tickets and everything and the classes I mean Gosh. and we weren't yeah. paid it was it was absolute slave Com- yeah. commitment to the industry well talking about pay all the bit parts you know? oh, yeah goodness. talking about projects with Jackie Weaver you did the removalists yeah was that that was one of your first films that you did was yeah, it yeah it was yeah because I, I studied it in school and <laughs> and I, I realize now that you were in it and did you pass it's awesome yeah. I, did never you get pa- a good mark I never passed that? I'm an actor I don't pass stuff <laughs> just, just do don't yeah. pass but yeah so that was one of your first films yeah yeah it was and I met her first by well, she, I didn't actually meet her because she was sick. Yeah. But they put a, about six inches on the bottom of one of her dresses. And right. They, because she's very little. Yes. You know? And we, um, and I went on for a, a couple of nights. And as a result, we became friends. So, sort of, so Great. Yeah. So, and then we did the removalists and a, a few other things. Okay. But some... And, and, and auditioning. Were you, were you a, pr- a prolific auditioner at the time? Very or? bad and hardly ever... The first real audition I ever did mm-hmm. was age 40 in London. Really? <laughs> wow. I know, it's shocking. So for and I was really, really bad at it. Oh, really? Because you, if you're not used to it. Well, so for yes. everything else before, what sort of... Well, what you just got... Project to project. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
great circle to, yeah, to yeah, graduate yeah. into from NIDA, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Is that because of NIDA you got offered well, a lot of stuff ma- as well? Well, I met, as I said, I, Rex, with whom I did yeah. something like 30 plays or yeah, 25 wow. plays or something, yeah. and two little films. And Jim Sharman, I did uh, a couple of musicals, a couple of plays. We opened the Sripney Opry into the Opera House. Yeah, right. Wow. And, um, and that was a wonderful, Brian Thompson designed it. And I did the Rocky Horror Show, of course, yeah, with yeah. Jim. And I did a couple of movies with him. And I did um, Big Toys was a play that Patrick White wrote for me. He directed that. Fantastic. And he, and he directed Season of Sarsaparilla at the Opera House, which was yeah, awesome. a, a wonderful. Some fantastic know. opportunities to learn Yeah, I mean, and um, have see, and that's that only two guys who yeah. virtually, you know, gave me years of work. So oh, I was very lucky. Yeah. Because I'm a, uh-oh, Miss Dodger. <laughs> also, you were in H2O Just Add Water, which was one of my I favorite shows oh for a really? while. <laughs> <Played> <laughs> when I was doctor. younger. <laughs> it's a little secret that I have. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love doing that. It's very cool. It was when I was living in Queenstown for a bit. Yeah. And uh, the girls were sweet. I like I like them. Yeah, I right. wanted to be a mermaid, though. I'd, yeah, oh, yeah. But as a doctor. They didn't allow you to boring. do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, couldn't you, do you know, if you added water to it, couldn't you just you grow like a tail? Yeah. <laughs> if only. That would be a plot twist. Um, <laughs> so to go from projects like that to, to things like, to opportunities like you were on a few episodes of Neighbours. And I we're did. talking the opposite shoot fast, multiple cameras yeah, yeah, at once. Yeah. and. Well, I'd done a bit of that. Right. But I'd never... I'd never done Neighbours and I'd never done uh, an Aussie soap, but right. I'd done a bit of, you know, uh, l- l- television. Okay. We've well, got to move a bit quicker and... Yeah. Yeah, be all over your, over yeah, your yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, that, that wasn't a problem. I'd okay. done quite a bit of that. Okay. But um, I, I did a wonderful series d- called Something in the Air. Did you ever see that? No. But that was, um, that was an ABC series. Okay. okay. That had Eric Banner and... All sorts of wonderful people in it. Right. I mean, people who went on to, mm. I mean, they were kind of big then. But he just actually made um, Chopper. Right, yeah, he's so massive breakout movie. So I remember he's going on to the movie. opening night, yeah. yeah. And, and he said, oh, come on, I'm going to show you. And I went, oh, I, said, I don't think I'm going <laughs> to do that much Eric longer. Yeah. Oh no, it was God. amazing, wasn't it? Fantastic. Was brilliant in it. And, and he's such back. a lovely man. And had the most marvellous cast this. So. But the ABC did one of those changes of, as they do. of the head of the ABC. <clears> and as a right. result of that, it kind of... Mm. got slung because it was you know, yeah. commissioned okay. by somebody else. So, Just jumping yeah. back to NIDA real quick. Yeah. Um, I've heard so many different like mixed ideas about NIDA. Maybe not back then, but maybe now. What, have you been back since since you've left? And uh, what do you think? I've been it? in the building. Yeah, yeah. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> but not, I was on the board for, yeah, okay. for a, quite a, a, a few terms. Yeah. And um, I don't think they like me on the board. I, I'm not sure. The students is it, did. Is it the oh, Ad- yeah. Adelaide Unfilter again? Or is that the? <laughs> it, was a bit, it was a bit of that. Sometimes <laughs> people don't like to know exactly what people think. Well, they want was. you to. I remember there being a discussion at um, on one board meeting. And the one I got on best with was a professor of engineering. I think he was who was oh. who was the New South Wales right. uh, university yep. representative, and I was the ex-student. You know, one they always have an ex-student. And uh, but the thing was, I was writing speeches for the the arts minister at the right. time and I think they thought that I'd be able to get them more money <laughs> and that was our contact complete, on the inside completely and did, wrong didn't you, didn't you tell him that you actually don't vote for the party that yeah you yeah when I met him to get the job he um, 
as he held my hand, I said, I have to tell you, I have never worshipped <laughs> a Liberal Party. party. <laughs> 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 said, Maybe their hopes are a little too high then that you're <laughs> going to come back with a bag of cash. I know, but he said, he said no actor of your generation has ever voted for the Liberal Party. That was, he's very cool and right. really smart. You know. Realistic. And, and terrific arts minister. Okay. And as opposed to not having one at all. Mm, well, uh, Which is no. our current situation. What's a roads minister or something, I think? Uh, uh, infrastructure road, and... Communications. Um, well, he's, he's got about seven, eight briefs. None of them say arts. N- not one. It's shocking, isn't it? Yeah. So it's anyway, uh, he, he, I did get that job and I was at the NIDA board. Yeah. And one of the st- they used to have a student observer. And he was there one day when, when somebody else said, oh, my God, you know that um, some people who've been here for three years and didn't graduate are saying they're graduates of NIDA. I said, you can do three years here and not graduate. <laughs> and he said, what yes. Were they doing? I said, what? I said, that's in- ridiculous. Surely you know if they're any good, you know, at the end of the, year, yeah. the second year. You want to hope? You know, you, I think if they get into third year, you've got to pass them. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so, so we had this kind of to and fro mm. about it. And they said, well, oh, it's terrible. I said, well, you could always brand them, I suppose, couldn't you? I said, Give them a tattoo. <laughs> brand them. <laughs> Almost <laughs> made it. Just neither. Yeah. Uh, neither. Okay. Right across here. <laughs> well, they get, you get given mugs, don't you? Mugs and pens and everything. <laughs> there was a guy I did a musical with. I did three weeks in spring, which was at the State Theatre. It was a very fun one but the lead went to NIDA uh, one year musical theatre course and he'd be he'd walk around rehearsal with his NIDA mug with <laughs> in it a lot of time oh bless him so did you go to NIDA did I, we didn't know <laughs> they have NIDA mugs I didn't know that yeah coffee, ta- coffee tastes better so you get it? given souvenir, yeah, <laughs> souvenirs yeah souvenirs probably t-shirts tastes sweeter you oh don't get a degree anymore you just get the t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> it's an expensive God. t-shirt pay attention gave us nothing oh, no, no. absolutely zero <laughs> Wow, that's ama- that is amazing. Anyway, I was invited to the students' Christmas party as a result yeah. of my... Um, they a thought good, I was kind of funny. A good representation for yes. them. So that's really the only... Uh, your, your, your political leaning at night, briefly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Over about three years, and that was a long time ago, you know. Yes. So. Well, some up-and-coming actor questions... Things that, that, that we might ah. struggle with. Oh. I know. This, this I thought you were going to say names This is the <laughs> testing, <laughs> testing part. No. Oh. Um, sometimes, like, but when it comes to working with the theatre and you've got to be in, in character, obviously, night after night, you know, eight shows yeah. a week. Yeah. Um, ha- what sort of tips and tricks do you use? What do you lean to to help you keep fresh in your, in your delivery every night? Uh, well, I don't drink and stuff before the show. Okay. That's a word. Just during. <laughs> 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 no drink and no drugs before I go on stage, no. you know what I mean? So stay fresh. Stay fresh. Yes. And, um, and I mean, funnily enough, in a, I've done a lot of period mm-hmm. costumes where they wear tiny corsets and you can't actually oh eat gosh. after lunch. So that also eating, but that's not true. I do eat sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like uh, extremely chatty dressing rooms. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a bit. You've got to be in character. Mm. Well, Get sort of, because you think, I think about stuff a lot. Right, sure. And then I've got this funny thing that I do in the wings. Okay. And that's it. You actually tense every bit of yourself. Right. Like that, and then okay. you let it go. So you walk It's on like relaxed. screaming silently sort of thing. Cool. Wow. And it kind of makes you... Um, a bit freer and relaxed yeah, as sure. you walk on. Okay. And it's also, because there's someone else, it never worries me. I love being on stage. Yeah. I, I don't like uh, mm. I don't like this. <laughs> like, I don't like well, here. thank you for watching and listening. <laughs> the <laughs> shortest interview. No, that's that's fair enough. I no, mean, I hate being interviewed on television. Right, and I hate that. I hate loathe it. 
To be fair enough, like I, me too. I mean, I feel more if I have to go up and do a speech or something. Like in school, when I had to go up to do a speech as me, I had to uh, like I felt more nervous than when I was in character. Mm. Like a character's almost like so. It's a shield. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you're wearing someone else's clothes. Exactly. Someone else's. You know what I mean? Thought yeah. that actors can be the most shy and nervous people. I did yeah. 20 years yeah. of corporate in between acting, so <laughs> oh, I can talk. You know, and it was sales was too, so uh, stop me talking is probably the biggest. Oh, well that, uh, no, that is amazing. <laughs> because, I mean, I write a lot. You know, I've written yes. a few books and things. And and my I actually write much better than I uh, right. speak. Uh, you know, it's kind of rolls onto okay. a page and it sort of goes... Okay. Uh, 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 you know, right. It kind of stutters out of my mouth. That's interesting that you find it more naturally. To, well, uh, can we expect another yeah. memoir? Well, I only, I only the name dropping was I only got was up to incomplete. Thirty years ago, it yes. was, it was, yes. I stopped it thirty years ago, so um, because my son is now thirty, I stopped it when he was born. Right. So, um, yes, I did. I did, in fact, start one, but I couldn't get a publisher. Maybe I'll get. <gasps> Here we go. Here we. We'll tease it, it now. And it was called um, uh, more Centrelink than Central Casting. The last twenty years. <laughs> Which I, which More centrally than central country. So a realistic appraisal. Well, I think so. It's yeah. The truth. Basically. It's like us with this show, Two Unemployed Actors. We're being upfront and tongue-in-cheek about the situation where, yeah. you know, it's our journey as we go from yeah. project to project and hopefully people can learn from our mistakes. It's cheaper and, and easier than mm. making their own. But, uh, yeah, we try and help. <laughs> yeah. And also they feel... As though they've got some buddies along the way. Exactly, because it's it can be so lonely now, oh, yeah. but particularly with social media now, everyone feels pressured to have to have this presence online as well as focusing on acting, and you can feel like you're out there on your own. Yes, exactly. So, and 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 yet there's so many of us. That's right. Yeah. And I think, and you imagine as in the kind of paranoid way that a lot of actors, I mean, even if it's only a little bit, you yes, know, that, yes. that, have, that everyone else is working or everyone exactly. else is doing something. Mm. You know, it's kind of. Yeah reassuring to realize that not many are well actually i read something today actually it was really good it said um you know if if you're uncertain in in yourself that's good that makes you an actor because it makes you vulnerable yes it makes you realize you know that vulnerability is obviously very important for Mm. an actor and i'm already i'm still working on obviously opening up emotionally which is extremely important to be an actor as well but but so i yeah i totally agree like everyone Mm. out there a lot of actors needs support a lot of people yeah. need support but especially actors as well yeah yes, there's so many people yeah. willing to step in and help for a price you know i think there's more acting coaches around their actors sometimes <laughs> but uh <laughs> but um no interesting but i think I'd be a cra- ca- coach. <laughs> i just you? say sorry don't do it like that sorry you know you're just I mean? not very good <laughs> sorry don't do it like that said, well, why don't you teach i said teach no, they do it and i say just do this do that all now. you need to do your hand here and walk over there it's going to be perfect all no you need to do is fall down the stairs in your audition that's you it got it and you're into neither perfect yeah. <laughs> oh dangerous um so have you, have don't you, do that don't do that have you had a, ever had a time where you've had a character that might have been fun character to play whether it be stage or screen and but you found it a bit harder to sort of find the way in to really connect yeah a few okay um, quite a few but right but um how do you how do you like how did you sort of overcome that because sometimes i can find that can be like this cycle of all of a sudden it's a bigger thing and all of a sudden it's this massive roadblock and suddenly i'm thinking about that more than the character even well i, I tend to get sort of yes internalize it you internalize all the you know of course and so it gets smaller and smaller and i remember when we were doing this in the opera at the right. opening of the drama theater and we're rehearsing it and jim was in he wanted me to play polly and uh, and he i mean i know he loves me but he clearly 
thought I was one of the great airheads of Because <laughs> right. he was saying to me, because we're in London, he was saying, she wears seven costumes and silver fox and she sings five songs. <laughs> and, you know, and I said, I want to play Jenny Diver, sing one song, wear the black dress and do the tango. You know, and that's what, and he said, you're too young to play Jenny. And, and I was, and you're right. the right age. For anyway, we fought like crazy and I won. Well done. <laughs> so we got back to Sydney and I said, I just want to wear a black dress. So what yep. he did was dye my hair, my COVID hair. He dyed it black cherry. Like it's, oh right. it's the blackest red on the, not a wig, like literally he dyed, dyed my real blonde hair. Your commitment hair to character. Like chocolate cherry cake kind y of. Red. Yeah, like black cherry cake. Yeah, yeah. And like really shocking colour. It looked fantastic. And I looked short white, you know, my skin. Such and a I contrast, had a yes. And, um, and so he did that and then he was in there and I felt I had to wear scarves and hats and things. I looked like, well, I looked like a hooker, <laughs> which was good, but I looked like a really frightening kind of vampire hooker. Yeah, almost yeah, ghostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pale complexion coming across so vampire, dark and mysterious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were in rehearsing Jenny's song, Pirate Jen. And, um, and I sang it. It was a grand piano, beautiful Steinway and Patrick was there, God rest his soul, Steph playing away and Jim staring at me. And so I, and still thinking, yeah. I should be playing Polly, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you Damn could it. see it written all over his Damn face, it. you know. Yeah, 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 and, um, and so he said, you're singing that song as if you want that to happen. And I said, yeah. And That's how said, you get stuff. He said, you should be singing it as if you know it's going to. Because oh. she says, this is what's going to happen, you see. This ship's going to come into the harbour and boom, you're all going to be yeah, dead. Okay. And, but not that I want this to happen. Yeah, like, yeah. not emotionally, yeah. kind of, you know. And so, and of course, it's the Brechtian thing. Yes. So instead that you say, boom. Yes. Gentlemen today, you see what you know that she, mm, she just mm, told mm. him what was uh, going to happen. This is, gonna, this is the way it's going to unfold. Yeah. And that was as simple as that. Right. So, so sometimes a little bit of direction can really... Uh, just little one little note can... Well, little like note. We, like we always say, Max, we, we need directors. We need to, yes. Actors well, can't do anything without direction. Sometimes they, I need, <laughs> they really need them. And yeah. they don't need ones who really want to be actors. Mm, mm, mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. The old directors didn't want to be actors. Right. I'm not saying, not that I've worked with any of the new ones, so I don't know. But it, it seems to me that sometimes they do act. You see them mm. playing mm. big parts and then they direct and so on. It's great though, right? If and you, I if you think have it's that. a fantastic thing and if you can do it. Yeah. They can relate more then because it's hard when you have a director who doesn't really understand an actor and vice versa. Right. actor needs to understand where the director's coming from too. And I know, you I know. need to have that, both that I consideration. Suppose yeah. I suppose that's right. I always thought, I think you should decide, mate, one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just yeah. get it. Like you want to be in front or behind. You know what I mean? You're, you're <laughs> is, yeah. is, I've never don't, said that. Don't to walk anybody. the line, fall one way don't or another. Walk the line. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I do think that sometimes, you know, sometimes there are brilliant mm. actors who, who have directed clearly. Yeah. And there are sometimes you think, oh my God, I mean, you often wonder how awful it might have been if they'd been in the play. Oh dear. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, have I gone too far? I we're not going to no, talk about no. what play that well, was. Well, I, th I think it was interesting because there was this trend. Uh, once the studio system was kind of broken, that actors become producers, so yeah. they can, you know, bit more, bit more yeah. in it for them. Uh, and then now it seems that the trend is more once you've established yourself as an actor, allows you to unlock some funding there, mm. make the movie you want, and then they become a director. Well, I think that that's right. And they have a passion project that they've nursed all these years. I think yeah. at the very least, a, a, a director um, should at least know aspects of acting or have tried or, or something like that. Because I've had I've had directors who. Will be like, 
Can you just just yell like you're hysterical? Be angry right at her and, now and go. And it's yeah. just like you can't. You know, it's real. It's got to look real. Yes. And that, acting isn't as easy as just doing it. You know. Mm. And and so if you have a director who understands that, that's great. I've had amazing directors who have acted before, and that's yeah. You feel that, and it's really nice. It, it's no, that fun. no, I can see that. Yeah, I suppose I kind of hanker back to the old, you know, that all those French directors who I lo- I loved all those European right uh, directors. Mostly, I think they wrote their own stuff. Mm. But we don't have that system. I mean, it was always so hard for us to ever get something. Yep, on. yep. But yeah. um. Or in Sweden, you know, all of that. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. And I think I think culturally, they're even now they're really good at at nurturing that culture, their culture of filmmaking in those Nordic countries, Mm. as much as like in Italy and so on, where and France is the same. Is still they make so much film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and lots of co-productions. I mean, Mm. certainly. From a viewer perspective, from an audience perspective, it's easier now with Netflix and all the other apps to access these cultures yes. and find these niches. Yes, and yes, yes. Which Whereas is fantastic. Exactly. You have I to go to the movies. Marilyn Monroe, you know, when you said uh, difficult part. Yes. And I, uh, it's a play called Insignificance about right. Marilyn Monroe, Joe DiMaggio, and Senator McCarthy, and um, and Albert Einstein. Right. A meeting in New York, the most wonderful mm. English play that became a movie. And um, it was in the see nowadays. I mean, all you do is look on your phone, and you can see Marilyn yeah. in movies and being interviewed, and like at home, you know, getting dressed and stuff. Research is there a bit was easier. nothing. There were yeah, books. Right. There was something like t- three books by Norman Mailer, right? Who never met her. I met him, <laughs> and he asked me to be. And he he did a play called Strawhead uh, in New York, and he wanted me to play her in his play Strawhead, right, off Broadway. And, and, and uh, he never met her. And he, he, he never met her. And, he, he, <laughs> and I said, so. well, all I did to do, you know, the one that I was doing in Sydney Melbourne, yep. was to read your books because he had all, he interviewed so many people and they had all these oh, opinions about her. And one of the things, because uh, you couldn't even, if the, if a movie wasn't on at the movies or yeah. if one of her movies came on television during the period of time that you were interested mm. in, great, but... Lucky, but it, otherwise, yeah. But otherwise, was, you couldn't even see her. Fascinating, yes. And so I... Um, I read this thing where he said that she was told she had a very short top lip mm-hmm. so she used to show her gum you know mm. when she smiled and so and they said you can't do that it looks horrible you've got to pull that down <laughs> so you know that weird thing she does is putting her yeah, yeah, top yeah, lip yeah. down you like yeah. that yeah. Well, that's to hide the and that's to hide her short that's lip that's that's a mu- i never knew that and so once you pull your top lip down yeah and do a kind of sort of american american right, right. you got her that's it and that was it brilliant I mean, I, I hate to say it. That's but fascinating. That was that's my it, that's it. That's it. That was your way in to Maryland. It was. Your moment with Marilyn. It was. <laughs> it was a great part, though. I bet. I did it for years, nearly three years. Oh, wow. So. That's fantastic. Mm. Well, it sounds, I mean, it was such an uh, amazing career across stage and, and screen. Have, have there ever been moments where you felt like, look, I just don't know where the next opportunity is going to be? I. Oh, yes. I don't know what's going. Yeah, and and how do you how do you see yourself through those mm-hmm. those moments? Well, I had I had a big crisis here when I was about thirty six, and I re- I went to England mm-hmm. and started again and was doing right. quite well, but then and I did a film in Africa, a, a working title film, and was on a list, you know, for mm-hmm. for an award and was all looking fabulous and I nearly died of a burst appendix 
Oh my goodness. And I had peritonitis and septicemia. I was in the hospital for oh two yeah. weeks and right. came out seven stone. Thinnest. Oh God. Thinner than when I used to model. Thinner. <laughs> I wow. was so thrilled. <laughs> was the There's some upside was, to that, oh, but uh, significant downside. Yes, I know. For a would-be anorexic, it was absolutely... <laughs> <laughs> would oh, be my she goodness. Could be. Anyway, so I went on a holiday and mm -hmm. um, fell in love and started costume fittings for a big Granada TV series. Right. And um, found I was 20 weeks pregnant. Right. Wow. So Which I lost things. the Granada TV mm -hmm. series. Mm -hmm. My agent dumped me for losing such a big job. So it's oh good to no. have the support when you need it, really. <laughs> <laughs> the people who... I've always Jeez. thought this would make a very good <laughs> short film. That All this happened in one week. My, I, I found out I was pregnant. Told her. Granada just flipped because it was meant to be a widow, you know, wearing corsets. And yeah. So they said that, that was it. Yeah. Boom, you're gone. And uh, so she dumped me for doing that. The people who owned the house I'd been minding for two years and their dog returned... And there was no room for me and oh someone gosh. else. So I had nowhere to live. And then they called me They called me into Wardour Street and said, oh, we want to show you all the bits we've had to cut out of the film because the Americans want 100 minutes and, and yours is the only non-plot stuff we can do. So all of this mm. stuff Cherry that had got cake. me on the list My gosh. was cut out of the film. So I'm oh. only in the film then for about, you know, 10 minutes or nine minutes instead of... 16 or something oh and in those days you had to be on screen for i think it was 13 minutes to qualify okay. for right. supporting actress yep. category oh no and so i was oh two years later harvey weinstein had the rules changed and um <laughs> judy dench on screen for three minutes that's probably the shortest uh there, there's <laughs> some things that can happen to you yes. in your career some you can't control everything not um, everything and i do have a 30 year old son and i've just become a granny Congratulations. So, I mean, on that side of things, yes. it was all good. That's fascinating. That's <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, I mean, the other side of things was all downhill from it's, it. It's, it sounds like... <laughs> well, if you make that short film, Max and I <laughs> are available. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You're yeah. the first people I think of. <laughs> oh, amazing. I think, um, I think, I think it's, uh, what, what, what I'm sort of hearing too is that, you know, to throw yourself back into the work. Oh, yeah. No matter what sort of road bump might be there whether it's you know it's hard. Un yeah expected or unexpected when i came back I, I i didn't work for a year and then i did a couple of plays mm -hmm. and i thought oh, and i was uh, long boring story but i was a, a literally <laughs> a single parent yeah so i uh, and i thought i've got to get a real job so that's when i started writing speeches and all that sort of stuff right so i had to give it up so i gave it up for like four years and then i went back and did so a couple of years then I gave it up for another four while I worked well, in the ABC legal Perhaps department. we can still say creative writing, writing speeches for the Liberal Party. Is that yes. But uh, so still, <laughs> the arts, still the arts. I only you know. read the arts ones. <laughs> I read the political ones. Not really. Perhaps a bit only drier one. in the legal department. but. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the legal... Oh, he was lovely. He was a, he was a fan who ran the legal department and he... Um, I mean, I had no right to be there. I had to learn on the job, you know. I, had, yeah, I could it. barely send an email when I got the job. <laughs> he was fantastic. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. But that's that's interesting, yeah, because I think what what we often talk about on the show is, you know, as an up and coming actor, you've probably got a few chances in a year, but uh, you've got to stay work fit. So you've got to keep, you know, doing the monologues and keep practicing your and not get fat. auditioning and like I think I've stay in shape. Yes. Stay in shape. Don't get fat. Don't get the don't get the plague. All that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's a bit more to consider. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's really it's really interesting. And of course, we've really got to focus on our our social media and all that. I mean, I guess 
did you have to worry about publicity and all this sort of thing at all at any stage? Yeah, I've no? never done it. I, only if I had to do it, and then right. I didn't like it usually. So it's not your comfort zone. You're no, rather be on, I was, on, I was on not the stage. good at it. Some people are very good at it. Yeah. As we know, Kate hates this. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's reminded us I several keep times. Actually, and every now and then I look over there. And like, oh my god, there's a camera. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing way too much. You know, like it will be your friend. Don't worry. I'm doing too we'll much. It's your friend. Waving. No, it's good. Stuff, I think. <laughs> no, it looks waving good. and grimacing and laughing. Three <laughs> things you should never. <laughs> Are there any sort of roles that you feel like you gravitate more towards when it comes to, you know, thinking about the characters you've played or want to play? I just play anything at really? the moment. Isn't that oh, yeah. awful? Yeah. I mean, no, that's cool. Do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have, I have sort of been. I mean, there are a couple of projects that have been put to me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, and they both are kind of horror films, right. <laughs> very scary really? kind of, okay. yeah, which I think is okay. kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, whether or not they'll happen, of course, yes. is another... Because the genre has picked up a lot of speed over the, over the recent yeah, years. the horror genre. And, and, yeah. and Relic in particular has, mm. has, has launched quite well recently. That was filmed in Melbourne. Mm. Um, yeah. Robin Nevin. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, that's fantastic. So... Oh, have you even been in that genre? Have you? No, no, no. I've, no, I've never. Something new. Yeah. But you'd want to. You'd want oh, to. Oh, I do. Yeah. yeah. Do anything. That's <laughs> great when you approach it that way. Just flexible. <laughs> just happy to launch into it and and just enjoy it. Go right. there. As Kate yeah. said, it's three unemployed actors today. Yeah. <laughs> indeed, yeah. yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> but there's uh, and and I do like I I really like period right. film. I mean, but we just don't do it. No, I, I mean, mean it's so expensive to yes, produce. Yes, I know. See, I, living in England would be. Right. A lot of war, yeah. war films, but that's no. pretty... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Looking back, what sort of advice would you give your younger self just, you know, coming out of NIDA? Is what a question. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there anything you've learnt yes, that, that you think is really important? Yes, I should have married at least one of the people that asked me. <laughs> <laughs> at least one of them. I should have done that. That would have been... I mean, Top literally tip. to just live on a single income yep. and then to spend 20 years... Yeah. The two people living yeah. on the same is yeah. ridiculous. Another, uh, yeah, it's a bit y- harder. Yes, it? and so um, I think a double income is a good... Mm. Uh, for all of you to think uh, that... For actors, any income If you can find really a double income, yeah. that's right. <laughs> any income at all. Get a partner with If you can find <laughs> someone, yeah. <laughs> marry, exactly. marry well, marry early, and exactly. uh, then you can enjoy your acting. Exactly. Uh, but, <laughs> but does it become a problem when you're both actors as well, or both unemployed actors in that case? <laughs> well, probably. Yeah, because that's uh, me and uh, my partner. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Jess. See, I'm yes, trying yes. to think whether... <laughs> no, it's fine. Yes, there was an actor I would have married. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. And he, he actually did very well. Hmm, come to think of it. <laughs> We're now going to re- talk about <laughs> regrets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <actually>. No <laughs> tears. No tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. I ran into him the other day in Potts Point. It was shocking. Oh, God, everything's oh, at wow. Potts Point. Well, I, I just thought I've got to go to Woolworths and... And I ha- and uh, buy some food. Yes, and, and, and <laughs> all the re- literally all aisle. my clothes were right. were being washed. And okay. I thought I've got this hideous thing. I said, look, I just who's going to see me and who will care? Yeah. Oh, no, it's always then, isn't it? Yeah. at that point, I look, <laughs> no makeup on. My hair looked worse than the COVID hair. I swear <laughs> to God. And I put dark glasses on. I thought, no, one, I just put my head down, walked Easy. down to Woolworths. Yeah. No, saw no one. Did the thing. Walked up. Thought, oh, just go into my little place and have a cup of coffee. Oh, as soon no. as I walked in. Hello, Kay. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually went... <laughs> 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 
little coffin Oops. fit. <laughs> is, he, is he an Aussie actor? Mm, yeah. Oh, we don't want to give too no, much. No, we can't. I want to know. Sam, I'm calm so curious down. now. We can do it after podcast. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, my God. We can. I'll I tell you. we don't do it all of it. It was, and I had to take my, I had a hat on, you see, because mm. right. my hair was so crap. And I had dark glasses on because I didn't have makeup on. I had to take them both off because you couldn't sit in a dark room <laughs> with someone you had not seen for five years or six years. No, or it'd be a bit, bit rude. Oh, <laughs> it would be funny. It was absolutely. Oh dear. It's another. Should be in that short film. Another maybe. short film. Mm. I know. Oh wow. It's always those moments we least expect, though, <laughs> to bring you some blessings and some. Re- and some he looked regrets. so relieved. You know, he thought he was going. Like, <laughs> wow! I dodged a bullet. Uh, <laughs> and, the, and the bullet was exactly. That's exactly. And the right. bullet was nuclear. No, no. Stop it, Max. Um, stop it, Max. No, no. No, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. No, no, I'm really depressed. <laughs> well, uh, sorry, no. Yeah, so no. What are we talking about? So what? T- <laughs> Depression. Something else. Uh, anything else, really? Uh, so talk talk about your relationship with Patrick White, because oh, professionally, yeah. you've you, you've. I mean, he wrote a play for you. He did. I mean, that's. I massive. loved him. He loved me too, which is good. But um, I met him when I was doing uh, The Legend of King O'Malley, right. which was the end of our third year, because we went, after two years we left NIDA and I worked a lot, then they asked some of us to go back. And Rex was going back, so okay. I went, you see. So he was going to direct one of the plays, they were going to do three plays, he was directing one. And Willie Young, who, William Young, he, he'd never gone to NIDA, but he was invited to join us because he'd written one of the plays that we were to do. Right. And the other one was... Um, this the legend of King O'Malley and we you know we spent a whole year getting ready and having fun and it was this it was done in the little Jane Street you know the theatre near the medical school I haven't been there but I know the one yeah it's about quarter the size of that room I'm just going to say a little wooden tiny place and it was such a hit like it opened for 10 days or something and there was a queue like literally around the block almost up you know up high street to try and get into it and um on the second night, I was told that, you know, Patrick White wanted to meet me. And it was pouring, it was winter, pouring with rain. And I went out and there's a man, he's got, he's got a beret on, he's got a raincoat. And Manoli was with him and he looked like a spy. You know, he looked like, <laughs> you know, like... So he was playing a role. Le Carre, yeah. like <laughs> on straight the out of one of those. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and we had this funny conversation about, I don't know, I made him laugh about a few times. And then that was it. And, okay. and mm-hmm. I was thinking, phew, because I'd never read any of his books or anything. <laughs> I mean, I was a reader, but I'd yes, never yes. read a single book. <laughs> and so then two day, nights later, he was there again and wanted to meet me again. Okay. And so I went out there and we had another kind of thing. Crap, I'll have to buy some of these books if I'm <laughs> going to keep on I have to do my homework <laughs> now. <laughs> I did. Yeah. So I did buy a couple and, read, and then I read Because he won, he just won the Nobel Prize. So, um, and then we just became friends. I think I... We would, I would see him at least once a week, mm-hmm. and we would speak every day. Right. So that's great. Did, but did you feel an extra sense of pressure? I guess because of the friendship and because of his reputation at the time, certainly, did that create a lot of pressure for you when you started to to play uh, roles? In oh, the one he wrote for me. Yeah, the one. Well, the trouble with that one was no, because I did um, Nola Boyle before that. I did Sarsaparilla. Okay. okay. So did 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 you feel a bit of sense of trepidation was it just well no we were thrilled because jim was so on top of it i mean he wanted to do it patrick said he would never write for the theater again because the last time it had been done sarsaparilla they'd said in the paper that he'd written it to corrupt the morals of the children oh my goodness i mean and he he was was so and he how he hated the working class and it was all such crap well they didn't understand a word of it clearly 
And, um, and even though, you know, Zoe Corbett, one of my great heroines, had played the part that I, Nola, and, um, and I love, no I love Nola Ball. I right. just, I loved her. Really? Inspiration, <laughs> yeah. oh, motivation, was, all that? Oh, just, you know. And um, a lot of things happened in that production. It was, it was a huge, I mean, when I say a huge success, it was like a sellout, mm -hmm. but like unbelievable reviews. And wow and fantastic audience reaction and the wonderful cast. You know, it all like just comes together. Ev everything was so rare. the perfect, <laughs> people playing the perfect roles for oh them. Oh, wow. Because Jim had cast it like, mm, you know. Mm. And um, anyway, so Patrick was so thrilled with it mm. that he wrote Big Toys. And um, on he had a party on New Year's Eve at his house and he stood on a chair in the back, out, uh, in the back garden and he made a little speech and he presented me with this, you know, hand-typed wow. copy of this play that he'd written for me. And it was to be done, ha you know, in winter, halfway through the year. And um, so that was, that was New Year's Eve. And I think about, mm, I don't know, 12 days later, the Britannia was here, you know, the Queen and Prince William. And I'd been invited to dinner on the Britannia. And oh I thought wow. to myself, do I tell Patrick? <laughs> and I thought, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, why? You know what I mean? What does it matter? I just go there for dinner. Yep. Who will know? Yep. Unless I tell them, it's all going to be good. So I snuck on to the Britannia. <laughs> as, you, as you can. I'm sure no one would notice. No. <laughs> there were, she had 60 people to dinner or something. And she'd been to see an opera at the Opera House. And it was parked, of course, in Circuit of And uh, moored, I should say. And... Mm. Um, and so we waited for them to come back and everyone was hiding in the sheds, you know, as if they're waiting for the next boat. <laughs> <It was laughs> I found that pretty funny. <laughs> and I was with Brett Whiteley and Wendy. You know, right, the, the yes, yes. So we were standing outside the sheds and we kept looking over at these other guests. Wait, and there's this dog-legged gangway going up and there were incredible pair of really ancient lamps, you know, standing either okay. side of the... And it was quite exciting, beautiful night and everything. <laughs> and Brett had this drawing that he was going to give the Queen under his arm. And of course, you're not allowed to do that. You, mm. If you want to give the oh, Queen that's something, not protocol, that's not, no. you put it in three weeks before and they mm. bomb test it or mm. do whatever yes. they do. He just oh, had no. it under his arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and it was circular key at night with a big boat, really like the Britannia in, uh, you know, there. And um, so we waited and the Queen arrived and three admirals piped her aboard and she waved and and so we waved back and all the other people sort of looked the <laughs> other way. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And then she got to the halfway up the gangway and waves. And, and finally we all went on around the back and there's a big mirror and you sort of check yourself out and curse you know okay. <laughs> and, um, and I had the time of my life, this very wonderful young lieutenant poured Bollinger down my neck all night. And I had Sounds horrible. Uh, <laughs> one of the best nights. That's brilliant. The next morning on the front page of the Sydney Morning Herald it said, uh, last night, the Queen had 60 people to dinner. The Governor and Lady Cutler, the Premier and Mrs. Rann and Kate Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick White just went... What did he say to you? But, well, he, he, nothing. He just heard the atom yep, bomb yep, go yep, off yep, in yep, Centennial yep, Park. Yep. He just went berserk. And he <laughs> said to Jim, she's not in the play. She's not going oh to be... He, and he said, you, you wrote it for her. Famously, <laughs> and announced you've written... Yes. Not going to be in it. She's not going... That was it. For six months, no talkies at all. And he came to the opening of the first read. And um, by that time, Max, of course, Cullen, you know, was in it because he loved him in uh, 
in Great, uh, Sarsaparilla as well. Yeah. Gone, yeah, and we played husband and wife in, wow. in Sarsaparilla. And um, and Arthur Dignan, God rest his soul, who mm. just died, he was he was cast. And uh, Patrick didn't know him. He, he met him for the first time. So he said nothing to me at all and <laughs> walked out. So we rehearsed for six weeks or whatever. And then we yeah. had a dress rehearsal and said nothing. And, and when I walked into my um, dressing room on the, on the preview night, it was like half a cherry tree had been hacked down and put in <laughs> a great big vase. And I went, I think he's forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sign. And there was a um, beautiful framed uh, engraving of Ellen Terrier's Beatrice. And it, and it said, I had rather hear my dog bark at a crow than a man swear he loves me, <laughs> which is that wonderful <laughs> quote. And it signed, yours truly, Ellen Terry, 1887, was signed by her, you see. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, oh, my God. So I clutched it to me. And I thought, he has forgiven me. Yeah. And we had made, um, uh, Manoli had found this Christmas, this list for Santa that Patrick had written. And we got... Brian and all of us. I, I actually gave them the mouse. It was a beautiful little grey clockwork right. mouse. And Brian Thompson found a lot of things. He wanted a violin, a copy of Gulliver's Travels, a clockwork mouse. It's an eclectic list. Yeah, long <laughs> list. And so we found all the stuff and mum made a bag and put Batty's bag on it and we gave it to him and in my dressing Fantastic. room with the bossom behind him. And oh, wow. And it, there's the one photo that William Yang took and it's his holding the um, mouse on his... <laughs> hand and you can see his face looks about six years old he suddenly re realized what it was you know he didn't yeah oh wow it's wow. amazing that was an amazing and they put a bit of tinsel around his neck and he was so thrilled so then he decided we were all going out to eat right and none of us had thought so we rang somewhere and they said yes and i got into a car with him and i was clutching ellen terry and manoli and i and the driver and patrick and we arrived outside the restaurant and it was all going absolutely perfectly and as my foot hit the pavement he said did i ever tell you about my dinner with the queen <laughs> like six months <laughs> nothing had oh been my said. god like there's nothing at all i said no and so we walked into the restaurant and there's a photograph that he's got in his book um the um in one of his books of he and i and he's looking at me going <laughs> like that like shocked laughter looking at me <laughs> and the other person on the other side is going oh my god because as soon as i sat down i said patrick's going to tell us about his dinner with the queen <laughs> everyone went oh my god she's gone too far this time <laughs> and it's written and he put that in his uh, in his um one of his biographies so I knew I was forgiven. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but I did push the envelope. Lengthy like thing, immediately certainly. Did. I know. So much for sneaking onto that little boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. That's fantastic. I know. The only five names. <laughs> God, he was so angry. So angry. <laughs> but then the that night that he told long. us about his dinner. Yeah. And a lunch. He'd been to a lunch as well. Oh, Hello. <laughs> Pot black. Did turn down a knighthood, I suppose. I, mean, I suppose you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Maybe Fantastic. he came into this kind of way of thinking later in life. You know, I said, well, I've got some years to catch Maybe. up. Maybe. You know, <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> well, Kate, it's been lovely talking to you. Thank, thank you. you so much for oh, letting us you. spend some time interrogating you. And uh, <laughs> we appreciate <laughs> it. We do. I hope I said something. In, I mean, did I say It was great. No, it was great. Fantastic. Thanks, Kate. Absolute legend. So thanks again. Uh, I'm Max. I'm Sam. And we're with Kate. Kate. <laughs> two unemployed actors plus Kate. We'll see you next week. Who see is unemployed? <laughs> 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 Bye.
to unemployed actors.